welcome to Agency Highway. This is a podcast for digital agencies and freelancers who want to grow their business, earn more, and work less. Each episode, you'll hear from agency owners that are killing it, meet epic people that can help you along your journey, or just listen to me ramble on about something I think is cool. Head to agencyhighway.com for transcripts, action notes, and to join the community. I'm your host, James Rose. Now, let's get into it. This podcast is brought to you by ContentSnare. ContentSnare helps digital agencies get content from their clients on time in the right format without email. If you've ever needed to get content from clients, you'll know how painful it can be. You end up constantly chasing them for weeks or months, and by the time it's ready, there's a 900-long email trail full of massive images and a couple of brochures from six years ago. ContentSnare makes this a thing of the past by collecting content from your clients in the right format the first time and does all the chasing for you. Try it on your next project by signing up at contentsnare.com. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Agency Highway. Today, I have Pete Everett on the line, who is an amazing bloke from the UK. Pete, thank you so much for joining me. No problem, mate. How's it going? Oh, bloody good. I mean, I've had... Well, I mean, that's a lie. Like I said to you, I've had a pretty crappy day with uh, tech issues, but uh, otherwise doing pretty good. Um, And so for the listeners, um, today we are going to talk about SEO and how, I mean, the things to think about if you want to offer this as a service to clients. Um, We're going to get into a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, if you want to do SEO on your own website. Uh, we're just going to cover a whole bunch of stuff. So, Pete, let's start with a little bit about you and who you are, what you do, etc. <laughs> so, um, as you say, my name's Pete Everett. I run a digital agency here in the UK. Um, I also run the Marketing Development Podcast. And off the back of the podcast, we launched the Marketing Development Academy. And the Academy is going to be a, um, a sort of ecosystem of courses. At the moment, there's one course in there which is demystifying SEO. So there's, there's kind of multiple things that, that I, I do, um, but they, they all kind of lead to the same path. And I will absolutely say that you should go and listen to Pete's podcast because it's freaking awesome, especially one of the recent episodes featuring yours truly. Just <laughs> no, kidding. Uh, that was a great chat. And honestly, man, you are so much fun to talk to. That's why I'm so happy to have you on because... You know, even if it's this time of day, I'm normally like brain dead, but something I talk to you and I get happy and it's, uh, it's awesome. So it happened with the podcast when you interviewed me. I hope that's the same thing that's going to happen today. Yeah, let's, let's hope for it. And mate, you also, after that podcast, you then, so, so you, you came on um, my show and talked about um, business automations, also a lot of, a lot of the stuff about Zapier. And just at the end of the call, I had this kind of suggestion and said look i really want to know how to do this and like four days later you then went and dropped a 30 minute youtube video into my group um to you know explain exactly what it was so thank you so much for taking the time to do that because i I know that you know i I literally just mentioned it as a sort of oh by the way you know (laughs) so So, yeah yeah, thanks for that just for a bit of uh, context here uh if you're listening to this so you probably know I bang on about automation all the time because I love it. And, you know, why do work if you don't have to do it? You've got something to do it for you. Uh, and that's what I spoke on uh, Pete's podcast about. And I will link that episode up in the show notes. So that's uh, easy for you to find. That'll be at agencyhighway.com. Um, and basically, Pete asked me if uh, we could do, if there was a way to automate basically recurring social posts 
from a podcast or something like that. And which is essentially like a meet Edgar social scheduling type thing, but using Zapier. Mm. And uh, just as an experiment, I recorded it uh, just to show people how much not rocket science automation is. Like it's just kind of trying to find ways to do things and seeing what's possible. Um, So if you're interested in that too, uh, I will link that video up in the show notes. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's obviously a bit of a watch, 30 minutes, but uh, you know, you can put it on 1.5x or something uh, if you're using (laughs) video speed controller. Pro tip, productivity (laughs) tip. Uh, one of my favorite Google Chrome extensions, video speed controller. Anyway, we're like a whole bunch, like five minutes into this and haven't even spoken about SEO yet. <laughs> right, come on. Let, let's knuckle down. We'll crack on. We, we can, we can talk a bit later. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah. And like I said, I'll link this stuff up in the show notes. Uh, so go and check that out. So, Pete, let's start. Why is SEO important when you are designing a website? Okay, so when SEO is essentially a mentality. So if you go back back in the day, and we're we're going to talk about this a bit later on when we talk about actually providing SEO services and how you do it. But if you go back in the day, SEO got a bad name because you could essentially go and buy a whole bunch of links for a website. You could charge your client, I don't know, a thousand quid, fifteen hundred quid a month, buy fifty links for them each month, sit back in your chair, do nothing, come come back the day before the the day before your client meeting and say, Hey, look at all this amazing work we've done. The report says it. It's we're brilliant. How good are we? And nobody really knew what what you were doing. Um the the way that sort of SEO has changed uh, recently is that the Google algorithm largely fits into two um, two areas. So you've got authority and you've got um, uh, like a user experience or the on-page stuff. So now the authority is largely based around your content. And when you're designing a website, you know, we, we design and build websites here. We don't always know a lot about the subject matter that the, the, the client's business is about. However, we can control the user experience side of things. So in, you've got to start thinking about the way that you structure your website so that um, it used to be called link juice, the, the, the sort of SEO authority gets passed around. So where do things sit within, um, you know, how does the hierarchy of the website work? How does the, um, if it, a lot of people fall into the trap of thinking that every visitor is going to come in on their homepage Whereas normally that's only between 30 or 35% of your traffic. So you've got like a whole bunch of traffic that isn't coming in on your homepage. They're starting their journey on your website somewhere else. So how do they then navigate around your website from that point rather than coming in on the homepage? So there's, there's a whole load of stuff, but that, that's, that's why it's important because it, it affects so much of your traffic and it's a good chunk of the Google algorithm. So is that then saying that one of the first things we need to think about is how the navigation is going to be displayed, especially from where we expect traffic might be coming in? Um, the, the navigation needs to be prominent. You also need to think about how that's going to work on hover uh, as well as on touch because a lot of your traffic will be coming through on mobile devices. I'm going to pick up my phone, but it's somewhere else. Um, <laughs> so- yeah, so the uh, uh, you've got to think about how it's going to work on touch. You've also got to think about how the thing works responsively. So, um, you know, if you think about you've got this beautiful website that looks awesome on desktop, and we can talk about mobile-first indexing if you want to, but, it, you know, a, a lot of designers still design for the desktop first and then either 
some do design a responsive version. Others, however, just use tools like Beaver Builder or Elementor that kind of take care of the responsive and then just maybe tweak it once mm. once they build. Um, so, but if you think you've got this beautiful website that I don't know, it's got a nice big hero banner at the top, and then it's got uh, eight service blocks underneath that, then it's got a uh, a news feed under that, then it's got some case studies, then it's finally got a bit of text about the company, and it's got a footer. By the time you compress all that onto a mobile screen, and your eight blocks have become one block eight times, your your web page essentially becomes very long and thin. So, if you've got a static navigation that uh, that just disappears off the top of the page, you know. So it's not uh, it's not um, uh, fixed to the to the browser window. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. By the time a user gets halfway down that page, they're a hell of a long way from your nav. They're, you know, how how the hell you know if they're not you've kind of convinced them that they do want to know more about your company, but they don't, they don't want to see this new story. They want to see something else. So how do you, how does your navigation then work? Do you need to include? Uh, additional links in your footer because that might be the navigation that they're closer to. Do you need to use a sticky navigation? If in so we had a, um, we're building a website at the moment that's for a haulage company, and um, it, we've got video, uh, we, we've put video tracking and stuff on their existing website to help us with the development of the new website so that we can see how um, they've got a complete complicated set of services. So we, we wanted to understand those a bit better before we design their new website. Um, but one thing we found from the video tracking was that the people in their industry don't understand the hamburger menu. They, they see those three lines and they, they don't twig it to menu. Um, and, and that's just because of the, the type of audience that they're dealing with. So, you know, it's, it's not difficult. We've, we've written the word menu as a link, you know, but yeah. it's, it's little things like that. It's all to do with user experience because if you don't get those things right, what will happen is Google will see the bounce rate off your website and websites with particularly high bounce rates are going to start seeing some kind of, I was going to say penalization. That's maybe not right, but it's not helping towards your SEO. You need to try and reduce that bounce rate as much as you can. Yeah. And that's where I was kind of, what I was thinking when you were talking, I was like, this definitely sounds like one of those on-page things that could make a massive difference that I don't think many people would think about because, I mean, I've, I've been on websites where exactly like you were describing, I'm in the middle of this massive blog post or page and I'm like, I want to go back up to the top and, or I want to find something else on this thing and I'm like swiping and swiping and swiping <laughs> and swiping trying to get all the way back to the top <laughs> and it's like a mission. And so that like that's a really good case for um, sticky navigation or floating or whatever you want to call it because um, then I could have just clicked on that and gone somewhere which is yeah. awesome uh and yeah. and obviously yeah and any user I, i've noticed a lot of uh people in the seo space talking about user experience more and more now for many reasons you know like even site speed could be considered user experience just anything that makes a person have a better time on your website anything it's easier for them to find what they want uh, without having to wait for things to load, wait, having to search around for what they're trying to get. Um, Google tends to like that. And I mean, on top of that, it's going to be easier to sell things if they can get to what they want because there's been many times where I've been trying to find what I want on a website and I've just left because I can't. Like I know they do it, but I just get frustrated trying to find yeah. something and I leave. I've, and like I would consider myself a fairly tech person who's like, patient somewhat patient with that kind of thing uh, <laughs> i can't if i can't find that stuff then um i'm sure like the non-techie audiences would struggle even more um yeah so that's a really cool mrs. 
Mrs. Rose may have a slightly different uh, <laughs> take on your patience. Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. I think we should get her in to talk about that. <laughs> not, she's not a Mrs. yet, but that's uh, the far but off. She, the, the future Mrs. Rose. <laughs> yeah, no, she would absolutely agree with you today because uh, she's actually worked from home today, which doesn't happen very often. And it just so happened to be a day I had a bunch of tech issues and I've been in a shitty mood all day. <laughs> not always like this, I promise. <laughs> marrying me look at what you're gonna get (laughs) and then and then we'll have a baby and you'll be stuck at home with me all the time (laughs) uh uh, anyway (laughs) she can probably hear me right now (laughs) let's uh let's talk about some more should we go stay with uh with on page stuff uh what else yeah absolutely all over to you okay so the 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 next thing you got to think about when you're uh, it, the, 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 problem, the problem with sort of trying to compress SEO into a 25-minute podcast is that it, it, it is a mentality. It's a method. It's a, it's a concept that, that kind of arches over the entire presence of your website to Google. Mm. Often the easiest way for people to sort of think about it, though, is to start by thinking about an individual page. So if, if you think about the way Google is going to see that page, it, imagine that page is a bit like a book. So your um, your title is the is the the title of the book. That's uh, you know the, the 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 basically the title is the little bit of code that. So when you look at your tab in Chrome or something, the title is the text that appears there. That's the thing that's going to get handed over to Google to appear as your Google search listing. So it, it sees the title. That's the title of the book. It then sees the H1 tag. So every page should have an H1 tag. There is things online where you can you can. Uh, sort of argue whether pages should have more than one or just one, but I'm going to go with just one for now. Um, so it's then got, that's like the the title page of the book. So you've opened the front cover and then there's there's normally that nice typeset page as the first page, which has the, the title again with just the author's name underneath it, maybe the publisher's details. Yep. So that's that. And then you've got your H2 tags. So um, you've got your title, you've got your maybe your header image, your hero image, whatever it is with a nice typeset H1 over the top. Um, and then you've got your H2 tags. So they're a bit like the chapter titles. So you're now onto the, the, the contents of the book. Um, you then, each, each section of your web page should then start with an H2 tag. And then within the H2s, any subsections to that section should start with H3, any subsections to H3 should start with H4, and so on. You can go all the way down to H6. Now, to be perfectly frank with you, I can't remember the last time we did a website that went down past sort of H3 or H4. Um, you need to be getting into sort of serious content. Occasionally, yeah. really long blog posts might, might get down that far if you're really deep diving into something. But you look in terms of your design, you're not really gonna um, you're not really gonna get that far that far down. There's almost a point there too that like when you start getting into fours and fives, you're probably getting a little bit too complex and and ruining the user experience a little bit, right? Like uh, absolutely, yeah. Not a good, not a good idea. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. So then, the but the other thing that you might want to think about when you're designing these things is so I, I don't I, I know obviously you, you run contents now, which is all about getting content out out, out of your clients. Um, I know some agencies get the content from their clients before they start designing. Other agencies just design with Laura Mipsum and um, or I don't know taking text off an existing website or whatever it is, yep. um, and then worry about the content later and. It's kind of up to you how you manage your agency for, for that process. That, I'm not, that's not really an SEO type issue. The thing that you do want to think about though with SEO 
is that you want to include different sort of layouts of content within your design as well. So, um, okay, you're not so much on your homepage or a category page, but when you get to like a, a service level page or a product page or something, or a blog post, you're going to want to include things like numbered lists and unordered lists and um, uh, just stuff like that, maybe placeholders for videos, um, overlays over images which, which uh, mirror the alt text, all that kind of stuff. Um, and the, you know, the reason you want to do that is we've all seen Google, if you search something, Google has the featured snippets at the top. Yeah. Now, the, the, the best thing you can do is structure your data so that you've got a shot at getting one of those featured snippets. And that's, that's really why you need these different types of data. So if you need to be thinking about those within your design, um, because yeah. and I'll, I'll tell you why developers develop what's on a picture. Okay. So if you don't, <laughs> You don't if you don't design a an, an unordered list, for example, you'll get Beaver Builder or Elementor's standard standard layout of a ordered list or an unordered list. And if the developer hasn't seen it, he won't change the standard settings. And then all of a sudden, your client will come put a bullet list in, and the font will be different, the spacing will be different, <laughs> the color will be different, and then they'll be ringing you up saying, "Hey, I thought you did a professional job on my website, and I can't <laughs> even put a, put a bulleted list in there." Right? This is the voice of experience talking yeah, to you. Yeah, that's right? why I'm nodding right now. You, people listening can't see that, but I'm like, yeah, I've been there. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we've all been there. So it's just it's things like that. That that's you know it, it's a good SEO point. It's it's a good bit of added value you can give to your customer. But on the same note, it's just good practice that you should be doing to deliver a good service as well. So um, yeah, that's that's where it is now. Some clients, uh, so, sorry, some agencies do do a bit of keyword research for their clients. So they may then start to look at the wireframe of the, uh, or the sitemap of the, the website and start to suggest, look, you've got these services over here. We think from, an, from a search point of view, that these would be better grouped together because they're all related within Google's search algorithm. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you've got to, it, it, some agencies go that far, other agencies don't. They want to add that as, a, as an extra service. Uh, or, or they just don't do it at all. So well, it, I mean, you can always it's, wrap it in, uh, wrap it into your packages as long as you're charging for it, right? I think, yeah. I think it's easy to, to fall into the trap of doing this kind of work for free, which is never going to be a good idea. But um, I mean, SEO is always going to go hand in hand with a website, whether you sell it with the original website uh, or you do it as an upsell later or sort of start seeding the idea in the early stages of the sales process that you will have to do some SEO because, I mean, we've all had the client that's like, I Googled myself, I, I Googled plumbers in Australia and I didn't come up number one like three days after you launched the website, you know. That, like, yeah. The, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's good to start seeding the idea of SEO if you if you want to add this as a service, uh, absolutely. Or if you can ref have a partner that you want to refer the kind of work to, um, yeah. I think I don't know. Like a website without SEO to me is like pretty useless. And it's like almost just a brochure at that point. Like you have to give it to someone or send it to someone. But SEO is such a powerful marketing tool. It's 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 been my favorite, one of my favorite channels forever uh, because it's the kind of thing that just keeps delivering. You put the initial work in. You know, you, you build an authoritative domain over time with, you know, link building or, you know, whatever. And then it becomes easy to rank for things. And then that's basically free traffic. I mean, it's, it's one of the best uh, traffic strategies I've ever used, uh, which is, and I don't know, I think, it, I think it's important for everyone to learn about. And like you said, 
it's very hard to wrap up SEO into a 25-minute podcast. So this is probably a good time to mention that Pete can help you with all of this in his new course. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to, if you want to drop the uh, the very subtle plug in here, that that's absolutely fine. Well, no, it's it's absolute. <laughs> it's 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 a great time to mention it because I, even listening, like being part of this conversation, I'm like, oh man, my brain's hurting. I don't even know, like, like how do we cram this in? Like, there's so much to think about already. <laughs> and I thought I knew SEO, right? And I'm already starting to think like that. And so a course on this kind of thing is is just good because you can go through it in your own time and pause and do some exercise or whatever, you know, make some changes on your site and then go back and watch the bits that are relevant. So, um, yeah, Yeah. obviously you have an SEO course and I would like to mention that now, even though this isn't the end of the episode, uh, where can people go to get that? So the, um, the course is on marketing development dot Academy. It's, it'll just forward you onto the course page. It's, it's the only thing that's there. Um, the, the course is called Demystifying SEO, and it's a six-part course that takes you, through, um, takes you through the methodology, basically. So we start by looking at all the on-page stuff, which is, is uh, what, we've, what we've been talking about. We ha- actually, we start by running a site audit. That's the thing. So um, uh, we, we've been talking so far about applying SEO to a brand new website mm. um, or a website design. Of course, you can take an existing website and optimize what you've got. And there's tools that can help you do that. So let's let's talk about that. Where do we start on on retrofit okay, so, to go to an existing website? <laughs> so the, the first thing to do is to run a website audit. Now, in the course, I I specifically recommend two types of tools. There's, there's paid tools, and then there's either free or as low cost as I could possibly find them when I was recording it. Um, so we do recommend sort of like two tiers of tools, if you like, when, when we're going through. So um, we we then talk about how to run a website audit, how to um, uh, w- how to understand that website audit, what those things mean, and we start fixing some stuff. We also start then looking at what your business goals are and what your target customer looks like, because you know what one of the things with SEO is that there's so much there's so many different avenues you can go down there's so much breadth that we need to start getting some clarity we need to start narrowing those um narrowing those options down so that we can actually start making some progress it may be that we make a bit of progress over here and then we broaden up and go over there a bit later on but it's just for for now we need to you know, we're all human. You've brought us in as an agency or an expert to do this. We can't take on the world in one go. You know, Rome was built one um, one brick at a time, or whatever the expression is. Mm-hmm. So you need to you need to focus on maybe your key business activities or the, the the activities that you want to see the most profit increase in, or whatever it might be. So you need to start thinking about that. So we, we go through that, and that's basically module one. That gives us a whole load of stuff that we can go and fix. Um, and then in the course, we then break down, right, so there's some technical stuff that we can fix now. So that might be, um, I don't know, minifying JSS or CSS, or uh, it could be um, optimizing images. And by the way, if, you, if you're listening to this, um, sort of, we're recording this in May um, 2019. At the minute, AppSumo has a deal on ShortPixel, <laughs> uh, which absolute gem of a plugin for optimizing your images so if if yeah if you if i don't know when this is going out mate but if if that's still going go check up sooner because it, it's worth getting it um, and, and so I mean, if yeah. it's not it's probably worth getting uh, the normal account oh, yeah. maybe, right even if it's i, I used short pixel before it ever came to AppSumo, and that was just like a little added bonus you know 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, their deals start from like five bucks a month or something. So it's not it's not expensive, even if you don't get the AppSumo deal. Mm. Um, so that's the, um, uh, you know, so you, there's a whole load of stuff. But then there's also stuff that's content content dependent. So in the course, we kind of say, right, go and fix your technical stuff, but leave your content stuff. Because the next module, module two, is all about conducting keyword research. So before we go and fix those uh, content-based issues, which might be, you know, missing H1 tags, missing title tags, H1 tags that are too long, all that kind of stuff. And, and um, the audit tools, you uh, d- are you able to, to mention any audit tools? That- yeah, so the, the two we mentioned in the course, the paid one we mentioned is SEMrush, and the, uh, the free one that we mention is one called, uh, actually, there's two of them. There's, SC, there's Site Checker Pro and there's SE Ranking. Um, SE ranking isn't free or it might be free for one website and then it becomes like $50 or something for, for a second, mm. you know, for two or more. So it's, it's still very, very low cost as opposed to, um, SE, you know, our SEM rush license costs us 550 quid a month. So we're talking yeah. like, you know, <laughs> that, that, that's kind of a different league. Um, yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're the tools that we recommend in the course. So, so I use Ahrefs, uh, obviously, if, yep. uh, and that has an audit tool in there as, as well now. And that's, you know, starts at like 100 US a month. So it's not cheap either. But if you can get your hands on a decent auditing tool, uh, it's it helps so much because it literally will tell you some like many of the technical things that are wrong like this page has two h1 tags or it doesn't have this it's like your images aren't optimized like so some of these audit tools can basically create a to-do list for you right uh and that's why i kind of think you know if you're listening to this and you're like i don't know where to even start with technical i mean other than pete's course you could uh try and get some audits done and and can they good ones will create a to-do list for you to yep. fix on that website. Yeah, absolutely. SEM Rush works exactly the same way as does SE Ranking. It, it literally creates a... In SE Ranking, they call it a, um, a marketing plan. And it's literally... It then gives you like like naught out of 44 steps complete. And it will just walk you through the whole thing. Um, so it's not... You know, it isn't rocket science. The We... we we did use a well a previous agency. We sort of sat halfway between Ahrefs and and SEM Rush, and when I when I started this business, there's a hell of a lot of overlap between the two. Oh yeah. Um, when when I started this business, I simply went SEM Rush because uh, it was the tool I preferred. But this is the thing: there's there's so many tools out there. You know, I can I can tell you the tools that I recommend. There's absolutely nothing wrong with Ahrefs. I just don't need both, so yeah. I only use one. Hey, you know, if, you, if you want to waste a whole bunch of your time, Google Ahrefs versus SEM Rush Reddit and just dig through. Like, there's like a th- new thread every three days <laughs> on the same topic, and people will be like, "God damn it! Just <laughs> look at the previous answers." But you go back to the previous answers, and it's just like completely split. It's the one. Yeah. It's the one question in SEO that like no one will ever agree on. I feel. Yeah. <laughs> Other than yeah. both, if you can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, we digress again. So, um, I mean, I guess that is that, is that pretty much all we need to talk about for retrofitting to an existing website? Well, so, so, so then, then the final thing I'd say is we, we talk about doing your keyword research, but we then, we then go through what's called a keyword mapping exercise and all the templates for how to do this are in the course. Um, so you, uh, basically you, you export a spreadsheet of all of your, um, 
all of the pages that are on a particular website. And then you have your key, you've already decided on your keywords, which fit into a couple of boundaries, like primary keywords, secondary keywords, tertiary keywords, or pillars and clusters, whichever mm -hmm. sort of version of the um, lingo you want to use. And, uh, then, um, and then it's about then reviewing the content that you've already got on your website. Um, and fitting those keywords to that, to that, and then you, then if you can't fit keywords to to the existing pages, then you know you need to create some new ones, and what the hierarchy of those is going to look like. So that's that's really kind of um, that that's the first two modules, and then we go into how to optimize content, how to write content, how to build links, all of that kind of uh, all of that kind of stuff is, makes up the rest of the course that finishes in how to you, how do you report on the successes that you're making? So how do you show to your, either your employer or your client that look, you spent five, 10 grand with us over the last six months doing this. Um, and this is, this is the results that we've got for you in this area, the area that we defined right back in module one. Um, now do you want us to move on to a different area? That's a, a good opportunity to, to segue into actually how to sell SEO uh, to clients. Because, I mean, this is this is the important thing. I mean, the, the main thing, if you're listening to this, people listening to this want to make more money off this, right? Like, you yeah. don't, you're not going to do it for free. So how do we sell SEO, especially in this world, like you said, where there's so many cowboys and so much uh, just rubbish in SEO, like it became a dirty word because of, people doing dodgy practices, you know, it's to the point now where I, if I want to write SEO in an email, I'm like, damn it. Like, how else can I say this? Because I know that's the kind of thing that's going to get picked up by spam filters. Like that's, that's yeah. how bad SEO name is. Right. It's almost like we yeah. need to just rename it for a bit, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, cause everyone's been screwed over, right? Everyone's been screwed by web developers. Everyone's been screwed by SEO people. How do we sell this and how do we differentiate ourselves? So the, the key thing to, uh, as I mentioned earlier about the whole sort of buying links thing, which is how it was sort of 15, 20 years ago, maybe even as recent as 10 years ago, depending on who you're working with, <laughs> um, the, it comes down to transparency. That's what, that's what you need to get across to your client. I'm not just going to take your money and run away, do something that you don't know what that is, and then come back in three months' time and say, ta-da, aren't I brilliant? That's not the way it's going to work. So the way we sell it, look, SEO is a slow burn. It takes time. You need to be generating content. You need to be monitoring things. You need to be um, uh, looking at any new issues that come up. You need to be advising your client. You need to be optimizing copy. There's a whole load of stuff you need to be doing. It, link building, um, optimizing things like Google My Business page. You know, the list goes on. So... You can't start or, or starting with a brand new cold client and saying, yeah, I want to take a thousand quid a month off you for this mm -hmm. or two and a half thousand quid a month off you for this. All of a sudden becomes a fairly hard sell because, you know, you're talking about a 10 to 15 to 20,000 pound sale. Mm. So the way we start with a brand new client is to just park that, just forget that and say, look, we can, of course, we can do all of that stuff. But what we want to do first is we just want to audit where you are. And we're gonna we're gonna charge you five hundred quid or our, our web audits are five hundred quid. We'll run the audit for you. We'll spend two or three hours addressing the issues in the audit, and then if we need some more time, we'll be able to quote that for you at the end. Because you know you can't give a blanket answer as to how long an SEO audit's going to take. Yeah. Because somebody might come with an eight-page website, in which case five hundred quid in three hours will absolutely nail it. Somebody else might come with an e-commerce website that's got. 
15,000 pages on it and you're just not going to do it in that length of time. Yeah. Um, the other thing is you need to know if you've got access to the code base or whether they have another developer and you're liaising with them. So we, w the way we do it is we say, look, we'll charge you 500 pounds for your audit. Um, and with that, we'll give you three hours worth of support to start addressing these issues. That's some right. of them we'll need some information from you from, but, uh, and some of them are technical and either we can do them if we've got access to the code or we can give you the exports and the wording and we can even talk to your web developer if you'll authorize us to do so and explain to them. And then what we'll do is two weeks after, we've, after the work is finished, we'll rerun the audit and um, this is where the advantage of tools like the, the slightly more premium tools like Ahrefs and SEM Rush come in because they'll also do uh, keyword tracking, like automatic keyword tracking. Mm. So we can then say, right, we've, we've made these changes. Um, the, the shakedown is still happening. Things are still changing. But in a two-week period, we have seen an increase in your search positions by X. So yeah. you're on the right road. Um, you know, things are just going to build from here. That's like a so classic quick, quick win scenario, right? Like that's always a great way to, to help like clients see the value is a, some kind of quick win. Like yeah, that. absolutely. That, that's the first thing you've got to do is, is show that you actually know what you're talking about and that you're actually going to be open and transparent with them. And you know what, for, for I, I don't know what it works out in dollars, particularly not Aussie dollars, but yeah, we, <laughs> we charge 500 quid for hours. And um, the you know, it, all of a sudden you're taking the risk out of it for the, for the client. Because the other thing you're doing is you get, you're letting the client work with you. They're starting to understand what it's like to interact with you. You know, so we, we all work to have a better life. I try not to look at emails kind of after 4 p.m. because it, it, it winds me up and then, you know, <laughs> I, I'm tense at home and all that. I try and park that. So a, a client, I don't tell that to a client, but a client sort of needs to get to the rhythm of, of the way that we work. So, um, so yes, yeah, so that's, that's the first thing we do. Then the next thing we do is we then offer to do keyword research for them as a one-off project. But that one-off project is now, the, the price of this changes depending on the size of the website and the niche and all this. But let's say your keyword research, you then charge a thousand pounds for. And for that, we'll conduct your key, we'll come and we'll talk to you. We'll talk to some of your customers if we can. If we can't talk to your customers, we'll maybe read some of the reviews to see the language that they use and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then we'll... Um, we'll conduct the keyword research. Um, we'll then map it to your website. So we're, we're then doing the keyword research and keyword mapping, and that's another standalone project. So at the end of that, if you want to, you could go and get a, a copywriter to go and write the copy to go and, you know, you could take it on yourself. You could do whatever. You've got a defined product, but now I've charged you a to grand total of 1,500 quid. So they're now starting to see the value in what we can do, that we actually know what we're talking about because the Google listings are going up. And they've got some data from us to for for a way forward. I think what that's that a data really, re sorry, sorry don't interrupt, but I just love that strategy there. Um, uh, like where you say you'll have this deliverable that you can take to someone else. I think that's really powerful to use in in many situations because it. I don't know. That's differentiation right there. You know, like not many people are going to say, "Oh, yeah, you'll have this thing, and you can go somewhere else if you decide that you don't want to use us." Like we used to do that with a UX design before going into full um, web application, like software development. And mm. you know, sometimes they would go away, uh, you know, because they, they find some developer on Odesk or Upwork or something. But uh, other times they would be like, they'd be really impressed by that and come back. So I just sort of wanted to highlight that I love that strategy. <laughs>
Yeah, we, we use it. We use it. Um, I mean, we don't use it every day, but we use it a number of times with different different parts of our business. I was I was on a call yesterday. We're um, we're running a full digital marketing plan, uh, a full digital marketing campaign. Or we're hoping to. Hmm. We're currently planning the thing out. And the way that we sold, it's like a four-phase process. And the way that we sold this phase, phase three, was to say, look, we will, we will now define your plan from start to finish. You'll get an item of all of the ads you need to run, all the emails you need to write, all of the landing pages you need to build, uh, all of the Facebook retargeting things that need to be done. You know, you'll get the whole shebang. It'll be in one document as a plan. You could take that somewhere else. But you know what? What's going to come with that is our quote for delivering it for you. So, you know, we're, we're hoping you're going to give us the job because we know it inside out by now, but yeah. we're, we're, not, we're not trying to pin you to us. You're not married to us. This isn't, you know, this isn't marriage. This is, this <laughs> is we're trying to deliver a project yeah. um, and we want the best for you. So, so yeah, so that's, that's how we do the, the keyword. So we do that with keyword research and the keyword mapping. And then by the time we get to that point, normally clients are saying, I can see there's a lot of work to do here. And <laughs> can't do this myself so we then go and say right well look we can start delivering content for you we can start optimizing this but we now need to start about talking about monthly fees because there's two reasons firstly we're going to start putting software on your website to monitor how things are going and we may get or we we will receive monthly charges for those being put on your website and secondly, um, this is, you know, we, we need to dedicate time to this. We, we need copywriters to be involved. We need, um, you know, SEOs to be involved. We need to be proactive with our outreach. So we are going to be putting a monthly commitment into your website, and we need that monthly commitment back from you. And um, you just showed them exactly how much is involved. So, because yeah, a lot of people will say, what, like, why is SEO 1500 bucks a month or whatever it is, you know, it could be more. Uh, and that's just because someone has said, oh, we'll rank you for X uh, and it'll cost this much. But if you've got this giant list of crap they have to do and they're like, there's no way I have time to do all of that, then suddenly yeah. they might be able to see the value. Yeah. I, I ran an audit for somebody last week. Um, in fact, I had the call this week with them and we did a screen share, Zoom screen share, just like we're doing, doing now. And their website had something like 7,000 issues on it. Oh, so they paid me 500 quid for me to tell them they had 7,000 issues. It was only 300 pages on their website and it had, yeah, 6,800 and something issues. And, um, I, you know, so I, I could then say to them, look, we'll, we can start. You've got three hours of our time. Oh, but by the way, this call is part of the three hours. Um, so you've got three hours of our time uh, to, to address these. Um, uh, but it's going to take us longer than that. So let us do the three hours because then we'll have started working on your website. We'll know a bit more about how the code works, et cetera, et cetera. And then I'll come back to you with a quote. And, you know, I'm not going to take the mick and say that it's going to take me, you know, three weeks to fix these things. But, it, you know, it's probably going to be a couple of days. We, we need a couple of days worth of time just to make sure we get it right. Yeah. And, you know, you know what? You've already spent 500 quid on this already. You may as well just spend the time to get it right. Absolutely. And that's so so that's the way we sell it i think one now you you can expedite that if it's an existing client if it's a client that maybe you've already built the website for they're used to working with you um you know you may want to you may want to either start talking retainers straight away although to be perfectly frank i've had mixed success with that i still think it's better to do a one-off project to kick the ball uh, to get the ball rolling because it's about demonstrating how much you have to do um and once you've demonstrated that then talking about 
a grand a month becomes far easier. Um, but that, that's up to you. You know your clients. But for cold clients, I'd avoid that. Yeah. Avoid that monthly fees conversation. I'm not avoiding it altogether. I'm just kicking it down the road a little bit. Just yeah. make life easy for yourself. That's, that's what you need to do. Yeah. When we were talking before, I was kind of thinking of different ways you could differentiate yourself uh, when meeting people at like networking events. Uh, and because I mean, this is what we used to do with the web development side of the business. Uh, everyone I spoke to that had been burned by web developers would say that like they never quite finished the job or they just stopped responding to emails or they did like a bad job. So like our tagline became like web development web developers that respond to emails, finish the job and don't suck. It was just like <laughs> calling out uh, the things that people are so used to having problems with in that space. And I was thinking of like something similar for SEO, you know, like like SEO, SEOs that actually tell you what we're doing or, you know, that's a crap yeah. example, but like <laughs> you could go with something, you know, talk to, talk to some people, find out what their biggest issues are and then just call them out back at, at people. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just a random idea. <laughs> it worked really yeah, that, well for us. That that tagline. That, that's the that's the that's the essence of it, though. I mean, that's that's now sort of bringing this background. That's now like how you market yourself. Um, the uh, and and how you so you, you need to decide for your business whether SEO is a service that you only want to work with existing clients on, mm. or whether it's something that you want to actually have as a service that. Just anybody could come to you with a website and say, I want to talk to you about SEO. And there's no right and wrong for that. It's entirely up to you how you want to do it. I've, I know agencies that will only offer it to uh, clients where they've either built the website or where they've worked with the client before simply because they want to have that sort of previous knowledge about what that person's company is, what the industry is, that kind of thing. And that makes them more comfortable offering the SEO service. We, we kind of take the bull by the horns and say, right, you know what? We're prepared to learn and learn fast. So we'll, we'll just talk to anybody about SEO. Um, that's not to say I'm right and they're wrong or they're right and I'm right. It's just, it's how you want to yeah. offer it in your business. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and some people will only do website maintenance on websites that they build because they're just sick of dealing with the, the one, the rubbish ones that come in. It, 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 but some people are happy to take that work. It's a hundred percent down to what you want your business to be. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So before I go into the last couple of questions, uh, anything you think we should wrap up on? Um, not really. The, 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 one, the one thing I would say is one of the questions I get asked a lot by clients when we start talking about SEO is why is it important? Because organic traffic is free. And I think there's just one misconception that I think – this this is the best way I've come to explain it to clients, and it's one of the biggest obstacles that you guys will face if you're starting to take this forward. So you've got to think about what's the purpose of SEO. So the, the, let's let's take Google. Obviously, it's the biggest search engine in the world. Let's take Google. What's what's Google's aim in life? Well, its aim in life is actually to make money, and it does that by selling advertising at the top of the listings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, in order to charge a premium for those listings, it is then trying to make the, 10, the, the top 10 pages, organic pages that it ranks underneath that, the best they can be, the best pages out there on the internet on whatever keyword it is, so that it can charge more money for those four listings at the top. That's actually what is happening. Mm. Now, 
SEO, because of that, SEO takes time because Google is, the Google bot is a very complicated thing and it does take time to decide essentially which pages it is going to put up there for free to try and charge the most money for the four at the top. Um, because of that, SEO, firstly, it takes time. You know, you're not going to, you, you can't do something on SEO today and be switched on to page one tomorrow. It mm -hmm. doesn't work like that. And one of the, another misconception you get is, you know, we can fire up a WordPress install in seven minutes on Cloudways. You can, you can have, you know, um, a Filipino designer design you a website overnight. You can, th th there's this concept that because it's on the internet, it must be instant. <laughs> and SEO just doesn't work like that. It is, it, it, it is different to, it's a different model. So the, the, the reason I'm explaining all of this is the answer that you've got to give back to your client when you start coming up with questions like this is the simple reality is getting traffic from the web does cost something. It either costs you money in advertising so you can pay to be at the top of the listing or it costs you in time and effort or our time and effort that you then pay us for mm. in order to get you there into those organic listings. But to say that organic traffic is free is actually a bit of a fallacy unless you're looking at really uncompetitive keywords in a massively niche market somewhere. Yeah. Um, so that, that would be my last piece of advice that I'd give. If you're trying to sell that, you're going to come up with, get across those questions and they're the way I answer them anyway. Perfect. Love it. All right. So there's only, only two questions I'd like to have at the end. So what's your favorite piece of technology right now? Oh, my favorite piece of technology. Uh, you know what? It's not my smartphone. So I, I'm, I moved from um, uh, Apple iPhones to, uh, I've got a Samsung S9, which I upgraded to last year, and it just deleted my entire calendar. So I'm ready to throw it against the wall. And, uh, you know, Apple, I, I, I'd literally give Apple my life savings right now to come back. Um, wow. Okay. Um, you, you weren't using Google Calendar, were you? Were you using the Samsung stuff? I was I was using a sync, so so I, it was our family calendar actually that it got rid of, and, and my my wife still uses an iPhone, so we had this sync software that was running, so that it would sync both ways between the two, and it literally and I've tried, I spent hours on the damn thing trying to get it back, and it, oh, it, it just it just well, so, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, I mean, I just use Google Calendar for everything now. It's like uh, I'm very deep in the Google ecosystem, like it sounds you might be in the Apple ecosystem or something, yeah. but um. You know, I, I don't have issues because I only use the Google apps, not the peripherals on top of that. You know, no Outlook, no calendar apps, none of that stuff. I just go straight to Google. Anyway, we're digressing again. We do this a yeah. lot. Uh, where, <laughs> where can people go to find out more about you and, of course, uh, the course? So my own website is peteverett.com. Uh, I'm on Facebook. You can, you can find me on there. Uh, Twitter is Pete J. Everett. Basically, if you go to peteverett.com, there's links, there's links to everything. Um, the podcast is on peteverett.com, but the course itself is on marketingdevelopment.academy. And of course, all of that will be linked up in the show notes at agencyhighway.com. And uh, we'll eventually get a transcript and all of that lovely stuff sorted out. Um, so yeah, Pete, thank you so much for joining me and dropping all this, uh, epic SEO knowledge. Thanks mate. It's been, it's been a pleasure. We always have a blast. That's yeah, the thing. Love it. <laughs>
Thanks again for listening to Agency Highway. If you've enjoyed this episode, please jump over to iTunes or wherever your favorite flavor of app for listening to podcasts is and leave us a review. Screenshot it and email it in and we'll uh, put you in the draw to get a uh, year of content snare for free. So thank you again. I'll see you in the next episode. Discover how to grow your agency, earn more and work less at agencyhighway.com. Head over there to get resources from this episode and full transcripts. See you next time. This episode was brought to you by Content Snare. If you're a digital agency or just need to get content or info from your clients, Content Snare can help you collect it on time and without enormous email trails. Give it a try at contentsnare.com.